This is Josh from Two Fab Dudes, and you're listening to episode number 268 of the 360 Vegas Podcast. Check out their blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send them an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the podcast financially by shopping on Amazon. Go to the blog and click on the corresponding banner and buy all your Vegas vacation necessities. It's that easy to give them money without giving them money. Or you can just give them money by donating via PayPal. A link to that is on the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com. If you want some exclusive 360 Vegas merch, check out the link for Zazzle on the blog as well. Warning, the hosts really enjoy recording the show, and they can be pretty damn hilarious. So as a result, they laugh a lot. If you don't like it, then don't listen and sashay away. If you listen and have a complaint, please write it out on a 3x5 index card, fold it up, and shove it up your ass. Enjoy the show! Day after tomorrow, gentlemen. We'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas! Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? On a camel. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. <laughs> I like the idea of of a guy that... Like well, listening, going, I have a 3 by 5 card starting to write it out. <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> I was thinking that. Wait, you want me to do what with this? But I, I like the idea that he tells someone off, and then he's like, enjoy the show. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, as always. Josh, know. Cap, dude. Thank you, Josh. It's, I'm super excited that he's coming out. He's trying, trying is the key word. He's trying to get out of attending Vegas Vacation 7 in September with some lame-ass excuse about friends with October. And I said, or, mind-blown moment, just bring your friends a month sooner to right? the 360 Vegas Vacation 7 event. See, I, I don't... I, I, I like to hear people say that they have plans after a Vegas vacation. Like, like how, how they somehow can't wrap their head around to how, of how it's going to change their entire world. <laughs> that that the, 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 just the... No, no, no. Well, see, we were, we were going to go, you know, we're going to Vegas vacation, and then, you know, a couple months later, we're going like, oh, man, that one's going to be a bummer, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> That's okay, though. You'll, you'll figure it out, and then you'll be like, fuck. This is why, why we do it more than once a year, because people had gotten to the point like going, see, now you've ruined it. You know, now now I've gone, and then I've gone without, and I'm like, oh, it's. But why why do I go and and not have it be as cool as it can possibly be? That's what we do. Yeah, it's uh, he's he actually, you know what, Josh, you and Roger take your friends on out to Vegas in October, let it totally fucking suck, all right, <laughs> and then you know what, you'll you'll have to learn the hard way. He'll, I get it. I get it. Back. I only had to put my tongue on the iron 
one time for me to know, well, okay, clearly we don't lick a hot iron. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a reason why every single Vegas vacation, it expands, and we have regulars that never miss one after after attending their first. The hell, they get together with other people in other Vegas trips or other casino trips all over the place. Yeah, yeah. But this is the this is the collection of awesomeness. You it can't. Is. It doesn't the, get any better. It's than the culmination this. of cool. <laughs> well, I don't know that we're cool, but it's <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We have, we have a really good time. Like there's two C's. I was going with it. <laughs> no, this is this is going to be outstanding, and it certainly sounds like from the Twitter verse, people are really starting to gear up for it. Like it's starting to kick in, and they're starting to realize, oh shit this is like a week out and for some folks less than a week out i think um i think some of our friends are showing up as early as like wednesday and they're going to be there from like a wednesday through a the next saturday like they're spending nine nights or something crazy out there i think good for you guys my liver would would be uh pickled by the time i nine days would be uh (laughs) over it's known as the alistair effect yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of, that's one of the guys that shows up on thir- on Wednesday the twenty third. Yeah, so. but Alistair he has always does else that. To do. He'll come. He'll, he every time he goes to Vegas, he's like, "Yo, I'm gonna be there for two weeks." But like, holy shit! Well, and, <laughs> and before when he was still, you know, among the employed like the rest of us and had to work, it was because you know to take the time off to come all the way across the pond and then some to get to Vegas. You might as well just stick around and stay. Well, now he's, oh, got, he's got nothing else up. to do. When you're a part of the royalty, you just ask Grandmama Elizabeth if you can go gallivant around the, you know, Grandma that Elizabeth. previous land we used to occupy. And actually, I'm surprised, I'm... but frankly, he probably would have gotten out there early, but he has to make sure these his cousin uh, Harry's wedding. Right? I know. He's got to be there for the wedding. He can't miss it. <laughs> He's 360 Vegas royalty. I don't know if he's English royalty. <laughs> he, he's the... I don't know. He's If he's not royalty... He's engaging in like sex trafficking because that's the only way I can imagine he can afford all of the trips and weeks. <laughs> okay then. <laughs> I guess we should start the show. He's Mark, she's Karen, I'm Tony, and as always we start with Random Vegas. Dunes jacket shop owner that's a mouthful. And property fanboy Jerry Pierman. Pearman? Jerry Pearman. I'm gonna go with Pearman was given the honor of making the final throw of the dice before the property closed in 1993. Betting $5 on the pass line, he rolled a seven and one. Wow, the very last roll and you bet five fucking dollars. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on, he was, it, it's, it's. I mean, I guess it is 93, so $5 is still nothing in, in 1993, but he's a jacket shop owner. The guy isn't raking in the money, especially in 1993. <laughs> there, there aren't people lining up to get fucking you know, Dunes jackets. What? I was going to say, it's literally just a shop that sells jackets that say Dunes on it. I I, I want to believe that it's the, like, the satin jackets, but in 1993, isn't that already outdated? Oh, yeah. No okay. way. Yeah. No way. And frankly, Karen, I hope in 25 years from now, people will say about a slushy drink stands what you're saying about satin jackets. (laughs) Just that's what it was. By the way, tonight's uh, inebriation is being sponsored by our dear friend Phil States, who gave me a bottle of the Dad's Hat Pennsylvania Straight Rye Whiskey. So if I offend you, take it out on Phil next weekend. I'm I'm curious. Do you have to 
invest any of your own money in your habit <laughs> anymore? Because <laughs> it seems like it is well supplied. Like every weekend, the there's somebody yeah. else that has bought you and given you a bottle of something. Listen, I can't help if the listeners of 360 Vegas and Vice Lounge Online are incredibly generous. <laughs> so thank you. If you need my address, just DM me for it on Twitter. I'll be happy. But uh, no. He'll, he'll keep doing that until the first stalker shows up at his house. Then he'll be like, no, I'm moving. She's got giant tits. She's encouraged to come stalk me. <laughs> so tell me about Twit Pick of the Week, Mark. <laughs> He's just like, well, well tell me about Twit Pick of the Week. Oh, like, you can't wait to hear the story you've well, created around this thing. It's a concept. It, it is. Uh, it just felt. It, it, people, it, people tweet pictures about Vegas, and I decide which one is the Twit I feel like we have. Uh, I feel like Tony's coming in hot, and uh, I'm, in, I'm enjoying I, each moment that, of it. I mean, that hurts. That hurts. Not untrue, but that's oh, kind of hurt. It's not untrue. <laughs> I think folks would be interested. Not that I was actually asking for it, but I'm going to go ahead and just, since you brought it up. Is there any rhyme or reason on how you actually pick the winner of the Twit Pick of the Week? Whatever. I mean, is it based on the number of likes that yep. a picture no, gets? No, it's whatever picture he likes best. Whatever inspires me to write. That's not even it. It's whatever inspires me to write. Because there's, there's been pictures that have come out that I think one picture looks better than another. But it's whatever. Like Basically, the monologue just comes to me. At least the beginning of it. So I'll look at a picture. And there's sometimes where, you know, it'll be like, you know, my early morning writing sessions the day of the show and I haven't written anything and I'll just pull up all the pictures that I have nominated for that week that I thought were good and I'll just look at them and wait for the monologue to come to me. It's, it's that simple. Hmm. That was I, I thought much whatever. like sex with me. Quite disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. It's inspiration, dick. <laughs> yes, well. I find it magical. <laughs> yes, well, inspiration doesn't lead to an erection. So, you know what? <laughs> Actually, I, sometimes I, I thank you, um, thank you. Sorry, Tony. I, I would to. argue <laughs> that Karen often inspires an erection. Oh, Jesus. So, do you make Karen dress up in Twit Pick of the Week winners? Put this put this neon sign on top of your head and just stand there for a minute. Let me see. All right, hold on. It's, it's coming. It's coming. Oh, there it is. There it is. The Silverbird signage alone may have secured the win for this week's Twit Pick of the Week. Once again, brought to you by at Tony Ilya, who has recently again? been dominating the designation. I think there's a fix. There's a fix. I, I think he's 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 I think clued. he's figured out. Hey, I do you. believe it. Yeah, possibly. He's like, oh, I'm going to get it again. <laughs> well, especially because I see that he's been including the at 360 Vegas handle is a part of when he tweets out pictures. Oh, Tony, that's cute that you just now noticed that he's been doing that for well over a year. No, I don't pay attention to your Twitter account. <laughs> I know it was a short-lived incarnation for the property, originally known as the Thunderbird, but something about all that silver just captures my imagination. I'm curious how hot that sign got with the desert sun shining down on it and what sort of crazy reflection that thing would have created. And, and and was the real concept behind that signage an overly elaborate way to torture and kill James Bond? The world may never know, but what we do know is that only two things in this picture still exist today on the Las Vegas Strip, Caesars Palace and Circus Circus. Interestingly enough, both themed resorts from the mind of Jay Sarno. And only one of them still looks like it did in 1981. That's Lucky the Clown Marquee at Circus Circus. Caesar's Palace is shown here dead center of the photo, 
Still sporting the Sarno block exterior, it would keep for almost another 20 years before changing into what we know it as today. Everything else has literally been raised to the ground and is currently undeveloped land. But don't lament its passing too much because what the picture doesn't show you is that in 1991, the strip located south of Caesar's Palace looked very similar to what this part of the strip looks like today. Paris, Planet Hollywood, Cosmopolitan, City Center, Monte Carlo, New York, New York, MGM Grand, and Luxor were little more than undeveloped land. I'm sure there's a metaphor in there somewhere, but I'm too busy enjoying the view to wax full <laughs> It, I got very little to say other than when I looked at the picture, the one thing that I love about it and miss about in 2018 is almost that, um, I don't know if you'd call it the zipper effect, but it was like there was something on each side, but it, everything was like 20 feet off from center from the other yeah. one. Yeah, so yeah. you'd have one on the left and then you'd go a little bit further and there was one on the right. A little bit further there was one on the left and then the next thing you know there was something on the right and they were all filled in like everything was in there as opposed to in 2018 where there's just a whole lot of nothing now. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Win West. We'll see. Okay, apparently Karen's got nothing to add to that. I, so. I, Shocking. I don't. I, this, it, you went on for so long that I looked at the picture and any thought that I had it was like you kept going long past it with me, so. This isn't a particularly long one. I just fucked up so many times. <laughs> whatever, whatever it was. No, I mean, it's a lot of old school signage and looks kind of cool. And it's funny to think that, you know, that now looks like what the other end of the strip looked like then. So, yeah. And did you say that this was the former Thunderbird? Yeah, the Silverbird used to be the Thunderbird. That's intriguing. Huh. That's. I, I What's even like more intriguing is, is is what two months ago, three months ago, we did the entire vintage covering the Thunderbird, Silverbird, El Rancho. Oh, you're cute. <laughs> <laughs> as always, we will link to the photo on our blog. We'll feature it on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Google+, Twitter, as well as the enhanced version of the show, which you should be seeing right now. Let's move into the news. For those of you that are attending Zorkfest 2018, you can find a detailed itinerary of the events, including a time and location, which is specific for those that are looking to take advantage of the free shuttle ride from TI to Luxor. So, Mark, we do have a little bit of uh, 360 Vegas vacation news to uh, clean up on, housekeeping, yeah, if you will. Yeah, we uh, and, you, and you helped to start this off, which is why I think we're a really good team. One of the things that we wanted to make sure that we, we mentioned is that your opportunity to RSVP for 360 Vegas Vacation 6 events ends this Sunday, May 20th. Now, there are still some seats available on the limo to Fremont Street and Tender Steakhouse at Luxor. Uh, you can obviously attend any of the other events. These are just things that we need to know if you're coming, if you want to be a part of. Those are the two that we need to know, and there's other things that would be nice to know if you want to come. Yeah. And Eventbrite, our RSV partner, should be sending you a reminder to download your tickets to your smartphone for the 360 Vegas Vacation 6 events. But just to be clear, the only tickets you would need to download would be the one for the limo to Fremont Street. Well, and Tender ish. I, we're not really going to be checking people in for tender, well, I don't think. I do. 
Okay, so someone that's had to coordinate this the last time. All I right, then need, I stand corrected. Listen to her. Yeah, you, <laughs> I, I do need to know who's coming because if all of a sudden you show up, and because I need to have you on on the list. Right. So either way, I have to check you off. It'd be much easier for me if I could just scan your ticket. Yeah. To say, oh yeah, they RSVP versus trying to search through a list of you know several dozen people to say, wait, where are you and how many guests did you check in for and all that other kind of stuff. So it would it would make my life a lot easier. Fair enough. It's only two, so fair enough. Thank you. Yes. The Limo to Fremont is the only thing that will cost you money up front, though. Also, as we are a nomadic crew, be sure to not only add the hashtag 360VV6 to all of your tweets, but also follow that hashtag to stay up to date with where we are and what we're doing at that time. And lastly, coming this Friday with the release of our first installment of 360 Vegas POV, Patreon subscribers will find a link to the companion video on YouTube in the Patreon blog post. That link is the only way you will be able to see that video, and it's only available to Patreon subscribers. So, listen, first of all, I'm, I'm speaking very quickly to the folks that are out there that are coming in town into town. If you're going to even be around on, like, Saturday night, you ought to come out to the Zorkfest Podcasters After Dark. That's going to be an outstanding good time. I think it's like it's like 30 bucks. There's quite frankly, for the amount of time and money that you're going to otherwise blow on the casino floor, you'd have a great time doing that. But as it relates to this, um, this 360 Vegas POV, I would say run, don't walk to your computer and subscribe as a Patreon subscriber. I say that getting nothing out of it. Just this is me having seen the video and I know how outstanding and cool it is. Mark, you've allowed me the opportunity to be a um, like a sounding board on what you're doing and where you're going with it. Mind blowing, brother. I mean, it is just so stinking cool what you've created and I can't wait and you're, you're releasing it at a, at a beautiful time because I can't wait then to get some feedback from <laughs> folks during the Vegas vacation of, of what they liked, what they thought, you know, what worked, what didn't work. I, I would be um, reticent to think that anyone's going to say that it wasn't anything more than just outstanding. It was, it was, it's a lot of fun. Right. And it's, and it's more than the video. To be clear, the, the podcast is going to be, well, first of all, it's the heavy, it's the heaviest enhanced podcast we've ever created. Mm-hmm. And the video, while it is, I, I mean, I, I personally think it's visually stunning. I'm incredibly proud. I think it's probably the best video I've ever created. But beyond that, the video isn't just a video version of the podcast. They're two different things about the same subject. One is far more in-depth. The other one is far more visually enhanced. I I got nothing at, more to add because anything more that I say, you're right. It, it'll ruin it. I know, right? I, was, I had to stop myself <laughs> like, oh, oh, that was close. You almost gave that away, didn't you? <laughs> All right, so um, I I kind of like this next story because I assume it's got to be what rich people with a toddler have to feel it's going to be. Oh, Tell Lord. me about the wind Picasso being damaged. More first world problems <laughs> and barely related to Vegas, but one of the two Picasso paintings Steve Wynn had put up for sale was taken off the block when it was damaged, quote, during the final stages of preparation. Christie's, the auction house facilitating the sale, declined to provide any additional details regarding the type or extent of the damage to the estimated $70 million painting known as La Marine. Or La Marine? Le? Le or La? Le. Le? Le. Well, what about La, La Rev? So then La Marine. Sure. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Maybe it's La Murin. 
This is the second time a Picasso painting has been damaged while in Wynn's collection. Back in 2006, Wynn himself put his elbow through a $130 million painting known as Le Rêve. Random Vegas, Le Rêve is French for the dream and was the original name of Wynn Las Vegas, but was abandoned when people couldn't pronounce it. <laughs> that painting was later repaired, and despite claims that the damage would dramatically reduce the value of the painting. As some predicted, it actually helped increase the value and when eventually sold it for $155 million. See, that makes sense to me because I, it isn't part of what makes a, a, a painting valuable is, is the story behind it, the history behind it. So, I mean, I'm not, say, I'm not saying people want to go like, when I buy my $70 million painting, I'm going to fuck it up a little bit because people would be like, oh, remember when that guy fucked it up? I'm not encouraging that <laughs> when, you, when you have your $70 million to burn. But, you know, when a situation like that happens, yeah. That's, yeah. Well, okay, so the first painting that he damaged, I mean, Wynn damaged it, right? So right, it's his painting, he damaged it. His, oh, his I'm, sure, I'm sure, however, this one got fucked up is not going to increase the value. Well, no, but, and I'm also sitting here thinking... The auction house must have had that insured. Oh, of course they did. Because if they yeah. were prepping they the painting and they wrecked it, that is not good. Yeah, you have to believe he's going to get every dime worth of its estimate because otherwise, you know, talk about being, I mean, Christie's is known as the premier auction house for art. Oh, yeah. And all they need is to have a shitty rep, like they're just destroyed in a heartbeat. So, yeah, what I'm sure, mean? Like, sure a, he got a, every dime. An auction house like that? Damaged a seventy million dollar painting. Right. <laughs> I, I've got to assume it was like an episode of Three's Company, where Mr. Frilly just walked away from the painting and it just <laughs> it just fell forward onto. So. <laughs> what are and, you guys uh, doing? <laughs> nice impersonation, well played. And for kids coming out for Three Sixty Vegas Vacation Six, I promise you, my my pop culture references are not going to get any better. So oh, it's oh just, God, no. Just no, show won't. up expecting 70s and 80s out of this guy, and you'll be lucky if you get maybe, maybe one, like, Frasier and Home Improvement reference from the 90s, but... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. Very true statement. What? 90210? Who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Who let the hipster in? Exactly. <laughs> Although he might know who Ian Ziering, Ian Ziering is if he's watched Sharknado, so I bet I bet he's got. Oh that wow, yeah, enjoy. that could be. There, there's your degrees of separation. I haven't, however, what I have been watching was uh, Worst Cooks in America Celebrity Edition. Right, and he's on that one. He has been on that. I so love that. There you go. I'm behind. I think I've missed an episode or two. I'm not sure who's left. Don't I, tell me. I am. I've missed one episode, and my understanding is this coming Sunday, the twenty-first. It's going to be the final episode of the of that, you know, mm, arc. Okay. So mm. I, I don't know who made it in the final round because no, I did not catch last Sunday's either. Well, Poor Mark. He's like, God, just kill me now. <laughs> they'll replay it. We'll we'll catch up. <laughs> uh, I, this is my own fault for for finding this painting thing interesting and it and it skews itself from Vegas and you're like on well since we're not talking about Vegas <laughs> like I, I brought this on myself. You did. This, this you is, did. You opened you fault. opened the door it's and true. Tony and I walked right through. Yes you did. Hand in hand skipping jolly. You, you, you kinda I, I kinda creaked the door open and you fuckers kicked it. That's right. you, you pulled an Asgard. You just fucking bang crashed right through the goddamn <laughs> thing. <laughs> oh Asgard. Oh, yes he does. 
So the Cosmopolitan has some new restaurant announcements. Apparently looking to fill a word quota, Eater Vegas is reporting that six new dining options are coming to Cosmopolitan. However, they themselves have already reported one of them, Lardo. The other five helped to flush out the plans for the new multi-floor boulevard market being built in the space formerly home to the race and sports book at the property, which, for the record, is no longer being referred to as the boulevard market. It's now called the 16-block urban eatery and bar, which makes even less sense now that I read it a second time. The options will include district donuts sliders in brew out of New Orleans. Ooh. Are you familiar with it? No, but it's out of New Orleans. <laughs> Ghost. Because it says New Orleans, that's why you say ooh. Right. Oh, I love New Orleans. But no, yeah, I, I'm not, I know I'm going to have to Google it and see if, if District is actually a place or if this is just a... Oh, you know what? I bet you it is a place because I know at least three of these other names on here. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Ghost Donkey Tequila and Mezcal Cocktail Bar. Ghost That donkey. sounds awful. And awesome at the same time, donkey right? Donkey tequila yeah. does not G- sound good. A ghost donkey. You got to throw the ghost yeah. donkey in there. That, that's that's, right. that's really what it does. Donkey tequila. You do a shot of that tequila, you're going to punch that ghost in the back of his head. Hetty <laughs> B's Nashville hot chicken. I don't know why I said Nashville. Pock Pock Wing from Portland. And Tekka Bar, a Japanese hand roll and sake restaurant. It's unclear exactly when any of these will open, but fall of 2018 appears to be the target for something open i get it i mean i'm definitely interested in some of the things that are going in there i'm just not like boulevard market at least made sense block 16 urban eatery and bar sounds like like what you would call a restaurant not like a food court of restaurants higher end dish and i guess i'm confused because you said it was where the race and sports book currently is on the third floor. Uh, I promise you don't oh. even know it's there okay, because no, we've it, seen it when it opened, but like you've spent no time in it whatsoever. Well, because they moved the sports book downstairs. Oh, well, yeah, the real one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, this was, yeah, initially when they opened, it was it was just this little area where if you wanted to place bets, you would go to. And then they realized the value, at least the social value, of having an open sports book where people would walk by and hear noise and stuff. And I know we talked, so that's why I was confused because I thought I remember before we talked about it being the boulevard market that it was going to be on one of the upper levels and so when I read this again and heard rates and sports book I was thinking downstairs so I got confused. Yeah, it's, My apologies. It is the, the original race and sports book at Cosmopolitan is almost as hidden as Secret Pizza. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh it's terrible. It's terrible. You'll walk past it and you'll think like like it's uh, the like where you would go to get like like a rental property or something. <laughs> like it, it really seems like Ew. nothing at all. Sugarfina opens. I can't figure out if making something quote high end is the easiest way to make money or if it's the easiest way to get people to invest into an idea. Either way, Eater Vegas reports that Sugarfina, a luxury candy store, opened this week at the Fashion Show Mall on the second level near Macy's. The candy store doesn't just offer more expensive candy, they offer booze-infused candy, like gummy bears made from Dom Perignon and chocolate balls with scotch in them. I was honestly unaware that alcohol was a part of this equation when I started writing the story, so I officially withdraw my negative commentary earlier, because that sounds cool. So I have to be careful here because there's certain things where 
candy and alcohol sound awful to me, like the champagne filled gummy bears, which I'm sure Chris. Well, they're not will filled. Love. They're not like little. They're not like uh, uh, juicy squirts or <laughs> whatever the hell those used to be. It's but that champagne is is too sweet, and gummy berries are even sweeter. So to me, that sounds gross. And your dentist. But <laughs> he doesn't love gummy bears. But no, I love. I, I I I'll eat like one. That's usually all I can handle. However, if you have chocolate infused with alcohol, yes, chocolate infused with alcohol. Now that to me sounds delicious. See, and I, I'm my mind is very open when it comes to anything alcohol infused because I remember when we first heard of the Boulevard Creamery at uh, at at Monte Carlo. Oh yeah, we were like, and we were like, this is going to be terrible. Oh, we got to try this. We're like, oh my god, alcohol and ice cream is the greatest idea that anyone has ever had. Right. I even like stout beer when they make (laughs) right ice cream. Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. Sugarfina, the concept first opened in Beverly Hills, shocking, and now has more than three dozen locations around North America. All right. I'll at least give you that. Other than like, we have giant candy, but like going, no, we have a an actual concept here. Like, okay, yeah. I'm surprised it isn't in some place like, Win or Venetian or something like that. Instead of they just put it in a mall. Well, yeah, that's a good point. Maybe, but I will say this: the casino properties probably want a hell of a lot higher rent for their space. Well, and and maybe they've learned. I mean, if they've got like around three dozen locations, maybe they've learned like, oh no no no, we need that larger traffic flow is what we need right. to, to really get some money off of this. Yeah. Good for them. Next up, CNF reminder. Continuing the good fight, Vital Vegas shared reports that some people are having success challenging CNF charges. For those of you that don't remember, CNF charges or concession fees are something some establishments charge patrons for the privilege of spending money at their establishment. Think of it like a cover charge, but one that you aren't aware of until you've already been granted admission into the establishment and are forced to pay when you decided that you want to leave. To be fair, you can usually find these fees documented somewhere in the fine print of a menu, but that isn't how most people learn about them. While we often share our thoughts of certain establishments, we seldom tell people what to do with their disposable income. That being said, this is the exception to that rule. Venues we discourage people from patronizing because they charge such fees include Cabo Wabo at Planet Hollywood, Rum Bar at Mirage, Hex, Beer Park, and Alexis at Paris. Shocking that Paris is the property raping people the most. Shocking. Why? Because they don't like Americans. That joke fell. Man, did it fell. That may have been the worst joke I've ever told. You sounded so angry. I'm like, why? I I think the anger really comes from, I actually had someone disagree with me. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so so you're you're finding a way to vent that. Yeah, to, to yeah, I it's 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 if you <laughs> it's like that guy that just repeatedly smacks his head into a wall like I I don't get it. I don't get it. I just don't get it. But, yeah, so that's yeah. Also, Chayo Mexican Kitchen in the Link Promenade. Uh, don't go to these places. Fuck them and their fucking bullshit charges. This is exactly like resort fees. Exactly like them. I'm I'm disappointed to hear that the Chayo restaurant charges it because that place always looked good to me and I hadn't had a chance to try it. Now I can't go. Not surprised with Hex or Alexa's. Rumbar, 
I guess after our, our last 360 Vegas vacation experience there, I don't know that I was going to go back anyway. Um, well, and the waitress that tried to steal CNF. from us? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, why charge a CNF fee when you can just charge literally double the final tab? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, and then Cabo Wabo is fine because I'm never stepping foot in there again. Their drinks are weak, 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 and their food sucks. Yeah. The only thing they have going for them that is the view. The view. Oh I know God, the people watching. So good. Is the best. But otherwise, yeah. I'm See, and I and I was excited. While I don't really care for Budweiser, but uh, that's just my personal preference. I was really interested in trying that, but I just uh, can't allow bullshit charges like that that have already infiltrated Las Vegas. I can't allow. I cannot support any business that does that. I mean, and not only not support it, I will actively fucking berate them well and the fact that they try to you know they it, it is it's like paying a cover but you don't know you're paying the cover until you get the bill at the end see and i've uh, like the argument that i heard on twitter and i understand it to to an extent was that well you're paying for the view and the ambiance and my argument is that's las vegas we're already paying more to do anything in las vegas especially the stuff that's right off the strip and i don't have a problem with that are you going to charge me $10 for my beer? That's fine. I have a gorgeous view of the strip here. I'm right. hanging out. I get it. I get it. That's totally fine. And and like resort fees, I would have less of a problem if you just charged me $40 more per night. I, actually, I would have zero issue if you just charged me $40 per night. Then you try to make it sound like you're doing something with this bullshit fucking fee. That's what I can't tolerate. it. And this, to me, is you just... Finding way to steal is really what you're doing. Uh, another listener, oh, fuck, I can't remember the name. I, I, I think it was Border Grill. It was someplace at Mandalay Bay. I don't know if they're still doing it, but just as a warning, there is a, a restaurant at Mandalay Bay, keep an eye out for, that charges you for water. Oh, they're doing that route. Yeah. Because there was that pizza place on uh, in front of Monte Carlo. Yeah, it's not there anymore. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. And, and for the record, I don't want these places to close. I don't, I don't want them to be running a business. I just want them to knock this fucking shit off. Yeah. They're not getting any fucking money, and I'm not encouraging, I'm not, not only am I not encouraged, I'm actively discouraging people from spending any money here until you knock this shit off. Yeah. Then I don't give a fuck who patronizes the place, and I might even give you some money. But I love that, so wait, so did Vital Vegas say there was a lawsuit? We're doing it again. No, there isn't a lawsuit. No. No, but some people are having success challenging. CNF oh charges. no, no, they're being vigilant and seeing it on their bill and then and deba- fighting it and, b- and basically saying, "I'm not fucking paying this." Yeah, good. I agree. I've actually. It's funny. Like I thought, I thought that I might almost patronize one of these places and intentionally pay cash and intentionally be short with it. Yeah. Well, the the only difference is you might just be shorting the tip. Well, no, no I I just wouldn't tip. The second I would see it, you know, I'll, I'll make a little note like, sorry, didn't tip you because you tried to steal from me with this CNF charge. <laughs> okay, well, that would be funny. Yeah. So, yeah, all of you. Well, then all the, but hang on. Well, hang on. The problem with doing that, though, is then you're fucking over the person who had literally no control over the CNF charge. Uh, except except that they that they choose to work for these Nazi cops. Well, imagine, though, their alternative is... They're collecting welfare and they're hanging out at home, getting paid not to work, or working at one of the other do. gazillion restaurants. Exactly. On the no way. Mm. Listen, I think you're. It's like the re- reason I have a problem with boycotting places. 
when you boycott places, all you're really doing is hurting the individual that's working there. You're okay. not hurting the person's bottom line. So, but what you're saying is all you have to do to get to Tony's money is to leverage something at, that tugs at his heartstrings. So we can be raping puppies in the background. We can be murdering fucking kittens. But as long as you're like, hey, look at the, the mother of four here that we're employing. Like, well, I mean, I can't not support you because, you know, you're employing a mother of four. You're, okay, so I will <laughs> use your extreme example. Yeah, I know. I was like, what? And, and first start off with saying, yes, murder kittens all you want. Cats are a waste of fur. Oh, oh hey. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I knew I could get you two with that. Because <laughs> you haven't but, met our kitties. But second of all, second of all, my point is, is to say it's one thing for you to ask the server and say, you know, I disagree with this CNF charge. Please bring your manager out here. I would like to express my my frustration with this. And then you say to the manager, listen, I'll pay my tab and the tax that's included with this, but I refuse to pay this initial CNF charge. And then you pay whatever that is sans the CNF charge. And then you separately leave a cash tip for your waitress or waiter, as a sexist thing to say, to your server. And you say, your service, what you've provided me was excellent. I'm sorry you work for a place that tries to rape puppies and slaughter kittens or whatever. <laughs> Fine, Tony. Your logic is sound, and I cannot argue with it. I, I would have to, after the this logic is applied, have to pull them to the side and be like, hey, here, here's, your, here's your tip. Fuck these people. The, the only difference is you would actually have to t interact and talk with more people to do that. You have to talk to the server. Wh which is why, yeah, wh which is why what Tony, we're just not gonna go. what Tony really did is just single-handedly made sure that there's no way I, get, I patronize any of these properties yeah. at all until they remove them because I'm like, fuck, you're right. I would have to interact with this person then I'd have to interact with this person. Oh, fuck that. Never mind. That's too much work. <laughs> yeah, fuck, never mind. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, kids, I uh, I think that's probably going to do it for news and prop bets. We probably ought to move on to coming attractions. I got to say, I got to say, I went Nazi. I went rape puppies. I went with murder kittens, and you didn't bat an eye. That is fucking genius. That is genius. Me or him? Him. Oh, okay. oh well, of course you didn't. You've been married I'm to me so for 20 years. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you didn't hear half of those. There are just certain words you filter out, like on, he's, he's, he's over-exaggerating. It's... Mark's trying to prove a point. Oh, Mark, is it extreme? Is it over-exaggerated? <laughs> Wait, so we're not doing prop bets? Of course we're doing prop bets. I just got, I, I got well, distracted. no, he said we were... Isn't there, Karen? No. Oh, Tony, Karen, you, you said... You just ruin the flow all the time. You do, yeah. That's it, what happens said. when you're playing around. You said, no, Tony said that... That's going to do it for news and... And prop bets. Let's move into coming attractions. You know what's going to be That's great? That's what he said. You know what's going to be great? is if Because I'm with Tony going, no, oh, you ruined it. And I'm like, now I'm like, oh, I can't wait to edit this because my gut tells me I think she's right. No, I'm right. <laughs> I'm right. She's super right. I'm right. She's super right. I love you, Karen. I love I just, about I'm you. I'm sitting here going, wait. I, I, I still have them in my notes. This is what and I'm saying. And then the fact that you jumped all over right. me for it. And that's fuck you both. <laughs> I don't pay attention. <laughs> Yeah, that you are. Brilliant. So good. So, um, sorry. Right. <laughs> sorry. And let's move into prop bets. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you unfamiliar, like this guy, prop bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, 
Travel Zork reports that Vegas marijuana generates revenue of, wait for it, kids, one million dollars a day. That really surprised anyone. No, actually, I'm surprised it's that higher. What's, <laughs> they haven't even been around for a full year yet. I know. So, court, uh, more than, more, almost a third of a billion dollars. Not even a year in yet. Good for them. Right? Now, just to be clear, remind my, my drunken memory. Is marijuana legalized only in Las Vegas? Or is it statewide? Oh, in the state. It's in the state. Yeah, in the state. Okay, okay, okay. But it just happened because of the tourists and the population. It's Vegas specifically that's generating the $1 million. Oh, wow. Well, then that is way more impressive if it's just the city of Las Vegas. And I almost need to check my facts because I wonder if I didn't read Nevada and And put Vegas Vegas. in. Although I wouldn't be. What's the difference? In all, right? in all honesty, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it is very Vegas centric. I mean, when you consider like one of the things that that I don't want to say purists, but people who are, are more gambling centric, you know, with with their their Vegas trips, one of the complaints that you have for you know, like this next generation that are very club centric and party centric, you know, that that would really just cater right towards them. But then on the flip side, there's a, a huge chunk of Nevada that is not the strip that is very outdoorsy and a lot of those outdoorsy hippie folks like to smoke pot too so I would think do you know they're, they, they're allowed to grow their own pot in Nevada if you li- if you live I, th- I want to say I, I'm just going to throw a number out there this isn't accurate but it's like if you live a hundred miles away from the nearest dispensary you can just grow your own shit that's fine. Jesus, yeah. how does Julian from the Vegas Confessions podcast not move? Because <laughs> he's not a horticulture. He's not. He's like, I don't. He, he can smoke it. Doesn't mean he knows how yeah, to grow that's it. Right. Yeah. Right. That's right. That's fair. <laughs> Man, I really feel like I'm supposed to be doing something today. Yeah, watering it, Julian. <laughs> what is going wrong with my my pot? Is it's dead? It's dead. It's brown and it's not ready to be yet. Right. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's all ruined. It's ruined. Like, yeah, I'm with you, buddy. I'm like, oh, I don't, I have to do Kelly. what to it? Like, you it? like, like animals. Uh, see, here's the great thing about animals is animals will be like, hey. Asshole. Hey. What? What do you want? Oh, shit. Sorry. Here. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> A plant's just like, dude, I'm dying. Like, what is your problem? <laughs> <laughs> do you ever get the idea? That if the Vegas Confessions podcast were to ever do like a, a, a video podcast, that it would be like that 70s show where they just set the camera in the middle of the four of them and the camera just has to spin from one stoner to the next to make sure that they get their point in. <laughs> that's only funny for the people that actually watched that 70s show when it was on television. That's not that's, true. That's, that's not true. I never saw an episode of it, but you painted a word picture that I enjoyed. I'm confused. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, that's... God, that's... Part of my problem with podcasting you people is you don't appreciate who you've got on this podcast. Oh, bullshit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hold on a bullshit, second. Bullshit on many levels, but for one, all of those that's, all of those reasons the, aside... That's the alcohol talk. Ashton Kutcher alone... Makes that show unwatchable. Makes that show unwatchable. And not even Mila Kunis makes up for it, especially now that you know they're pregnant and he's knocked her up twice. Yeah. Or married and he's knocked her up twice. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Vital Vegas reports that as soon as August 30th, 2018, Mandarin Oriental at City Center will be purchased and rebranded a Waldorf Astoria. Renovation and rebranding costs are estimated at $50 million. Do you have any thoughts on that? 
I think it's one snobby high-end brand in exchange for another snobby high-end brand. Although <laughs> the the Waldorf Astoria is, is is much more of a U.S. snobby high-end brand. That's the only thing that occurred to me is I didn't know Mandarin Oriental until it came to Vegas. Never heard of it. I mean, it's just not my it's not my wheelhouse. I'm not. Oh yeah, it's know. definitely not. Neither yeah. is the Waldorf Astoria. But we. But I've heard of it. Heard of it. Right. So I was like, oh shit, I know that brand. And I've actually <laughs> I have stayed at one in Chicago, but it was for work. It was like a convention because yeah, yeah. I'm not paying those prices. Oh, but yeah, no, it's one one snobby snooty brand for another snobby snooty brand. The only difference is I feel like Mandarin, Mandarin Oriental is a little hipper. Waldorf Astoria to me seems very old. old. I agree. Old school. Old, old yeah. money. money. Yeah, I agree. Old totally money. Agree. Yeah, good way to put it. Totally agree with you. The Supreme Court, this is actually huge fucking news. The Supreme Court overturned a 1992 federal law banning sports betting in most states, returning the decision. And when I say most states, that every law. state that lost Nevada. What, what, no, no. It, it, it wasn't every state but Nevada. Oh, I've read that it was. No, it was it was the majority of states, but it wasn't it wasn't every state. It's it's it was wacky. It was it was wacky. I assure you. But they overturned that ruling, returning the decision to the states themselves. The ruling is expected to take the estimated 150 billion dollars worth of illegal wagers made a year, and make them a legitimate source of income for states. This is just. This Why is. Why did this take so long? This is right up there with legalizing marijuana. But like going, like like you see what's going on in Vegas and this huge revenue stream. Like, what the fuck took you moron so long? And you know who we have to thank for this? Governor Chris Christie. Oh, that is right. I remember that. I remember that. Because yeah. Because yeah. he he filed it because they could not. New Jersey was one of the states where it was illegal. Right. Yep. And he was like, "How can you have it legal in Nevada and not here?" Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's the one that filed the lawsuit that made it all the way up to the Supreme Court. Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. So silly. 150 billion dollars. So fucking dumb. There's your school funding. <laughs> right. It's <laughs> <laughs> cute. You know that it is funny that you say that because one of the things that being you know being somebody that that monitors the city of Las Vegas and loves it, it was one of those things that when when you first become aware of gambling in in Vegas, like especially in the in the 90s, like it it was sold to you that this is a revenue as it was breaking into all the locals' markets. Like Nevada's got some of the best schools in the country. You know, because they take that money and they put it into the educational system. Like, see, phenomenal schools. You got great city. Come on, man. You should all do it. And then you find out, like, I, I don't know if they just stopped funding it or if they never funded it all along. But they're like, going, oh, yeah, they're awful. Oh, my God. Those schools are terrible. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what, hap- what happened to the, to, the, to the money? You know, funny thing. I actually read something on the Internet within the last two weeks. Got to be a fact. That said, yes, it's absolutely true. Uh <laughs> top 10 reasons why to not move to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And I mean, part of it was, I mean, it was trite, but true. I mean, you know, there's gambling everywhere. And so there's the, the propensity for having an addiction because it's everywhere and other and traffic and higher prices because of the tourist aspect, blah, blah. One of them was that because of the boom back in the 90s and very, very early 2000s that these schools couldn't be built fast enough because of the population influx that was coming in because of all of the jobs that were going on in Nevada. And they said that 
this individual in particular, his argument was these schools were built much like prisons because they didn't have enough time to actually put any real time and effort into creating something for kids. They needed something that had a bunch of rooms all at once that could accommodate all of these children and they wind up looking like prisons. (laughs) Just to be clear, as someone who will never have children, probably state that, uh, I'm okay with that. Cool. <laughs> Good. Well, Let's just, get them used to it. Just training them for Let's their future life. Get them life. used to it I mean, right off the bat. That's all it is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But why, think about it in a very real sense. You put kids in cribs with those little slotted, you know, slabs, one in between. Why shouldn't they just take their pacifier and just run up back and forth like, like a tin can? <laughs> So singing, no It's probably Nobody a. S- knows. <laughs> nice. It's nice a comfortable air. transition. It's a comfortable <laughs> transition from them. They go from bars to to uh, to concrete rooms. Eater Vegas reports that the gondola bar has opened up in the space formerly known to Zeffirinos in the Venetians Grand Canal shops. Now, there is a very real chance that this is the first time that you're hearing about this Italian restaurant being closed since, you know, we can't recall if we ever reported on it, you know, opening back in December. I mean, happening back in December. Or having closed, yeah. excuse me, having closed back in December. I, I don't, I, did you know this? Regardless, we don't talk about this. Yeah. Do, do, no, it that does not ring a bell. No, not at all. Did you know about it beforehand? No. No, yeah. So I, I, I and, and in all fairness, I really don't know what's back in the canal shops. I Well it's a labyrinth. It's it's similar which, to the to Caesars yep, forum. The we forum just shops, I hate except, them. Except Caesars does have some cool things that force you to go into it. Well, some of the classic staples if I need to go to the Nike store, H and M or you know. But yeah, I, I agree with you. That I don't go to the Grand Canal. And I shops do know there are some good restaurants in Caesars, but that was only because I was introduced to them when I was forced to stay there like yeah. way back in the day. So, but you know, the, the canal shops, I don't, I, 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 know, I don't know that I've ever been back. In and the place. Revive IV is in the Palazzo side. Well, uh, hey, Karen, this may Guess what, Tony? sound familiar to you, but this is, uh, yeah, this is really it for news and prop bets. There so we go. now I'm going to insist that we move into coming attractions. portion of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. First up, and I'm going to force a joke out of this, but stick with me. Stevie Wonder is performing five shows at the park at the theater at the property formerly known as Monte Carlo. He'll be doing this on Friday, August 3rd and 4th, the 8th, as well as the 10th and 11th. Shows start at 8 p.m. and tickets a Apparently start at some undisclosed amount, but I assume that that's because Mark just couldn't see where the uh, prices were located. <laughs> it, it is accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do, do people go to Stevie Wonder concerts and hold up signs that say "Stevie, we love you"? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't. I've, I've spitballed. Never been to a Stevie Wonder concert. Oh, you're so bad. 80s and 90s rap duo Salt and Peppa announced that they will begin a Vegas residency at a strip properly roughly around Labor Day 2018. No other details were shared. 
nothing could be more awesome than like people like wait who wait not them wait yeah. where no, no. They were huge for a while. Oh no, they they were huge. No, okay. So a lot of people didn't know I them. Know, right? The fact that we and don't know where they're going to be. Thirty years past. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Eighties, nineties, uh, close to forty years. Yeah. Corn is performing at the Pearl at Palms Saturday, September fifteenth, celebrating the twentieth anniversary of their third studio album, Follow the Leader. Show starts at eight p.m. Tickets start at ninety dollars, and this will only be one of three shows the band will perform in the U.S in 2018 while they work on their 13th studio album. And in breaking news, if you want to catch Mark and Karen out in Las Vegas without it being announced, roughly September 15th would be a safe bet to go out there. And for the first time ever, Karen and I will be in Vegas two weekends in a row, but while returning home in between because 360 Vegas Vacation 7 is the week and before that, or, or it ends, in, right. in, the, in that time. Right. So then we will We're then fly home, home and for four days <laughs> and then fly back to Vegas because That's there's no awesome. fucking way I'm missing, missing that concert. No, we, we saw them do, yeah, so again, everyone knows we're huge porn fans, but we saw them um, play their first album on its 20th anniversary from start to finish. Went to D.C. to That's go see That's the fucking that highlight of my life. That, it, that it was, was the most amazing show we've ever been to. And then, the best part was they did the whole first album first and then they took a break and they came back and played like 10 or 12 hits. No, they didn't. They played five. They played a lot. They, uh, <laughs> it was more than five. It was no, it was not more than five. It was five. So, yeah, when, when Mark, you know, of course, we, we watched the concerts, and Mark's like, okay, they're playing Follow the Leader in its entirety. Well, no, it's not. Oh, no, no, no. Hold on. Did you pump the brakes? We don't know if it's in its entirety. No? I've already clarified that to you. That's right. But I, they said I'm that hopeful. it is going to be a very special concert celebrating that. Which and one of the things that I think maybe we're speculating all kinds of reasons. Yeah, we are why, speculating yeah. why they're why they're saying that because like first of all they have at least two songs on there. I, I can't remember if there's a third one, but I know that there are two that they did duets. They did a duet with Ice Cube and they did a duet with Fred Durst before he was Fred Durst of Limp Biscuit or like as he was becoming yeah. that before he got really douchey. It, well, it was when they found him because they're the ones that found Limp Biscuit. So he they end up doing that. So like we've speculated that. The special is Since that they're only doing three. They're shows. only doing three shows. Two, of two them in, in California. That maybe these guys. Are just yeah, maybe they're just coming along with them, or maybe it's going to be like they're they're they can't say they're playing the album in its entirety because those two songs they aren't going to play. So they'll play everything else but, but those two songs. But we're we're not excited about it at all. Yeah, you know. Doesn't sound like it. <laughs> Literally, tickets went on sale today. I had the tickets, the flight, and the rooms booked before six a.m. Uh, no, I'd left for work, so it might have been. Oh, I had to pick the, the people up today, so I think it might. It was shortly after seven a.m. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so it's not over exaggerate, Mark. It was seven. What <laughs> <laughs> when, when I was when I was reading that story, I'm like, guess who's going to the concert? This girl. Yeah, that's that, it's so crazy. Like, and it's funny. For half a second, I thought maybe we just reschedule 360 Vegas Vacation Seven and move it. And I'm like, no. We've already announced it, and it's almost kind of cooler that we're like, yeah, 360 Vegas Vacation 7. Well, Vegas, see you next weekend. (laughs) Right. And the best part is I don't have to take any vacation time. You're already Uh, on vacation, so it is vacation time, (laughs) so shut up. Uh, I know. No one likes you right now. I don't think anybody knows yet, so Mm -hmm. no one said anything. Don't forget that you can find... 
Links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists that we report on on our upcoming attractions calendar on the blog. It's been renamed, apparently. I'll say that, that been renamed. kicking in. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Since actually, let me, if you will allow me a brief 30 seconds to do what I do every podcast before a Vegas vacation. So, to all of our listeners, I'm elated and I cannot wait to get to meet you. <laughs> Some of you, coming. I'm going to meet for the very first time. I guarantee you I will offend you. <laughs> and for that, I apologize ahead of time. Some of you I've met before, but I don't remember, and I'm going to offend you. Please accept my apologies ahead of time. One of the things that I am most proud of is that every morning of our 360 Vegas vacation trip, I do what I lovingly refer to as making an apology tour. <laughs> I will walk up to you and I will say, I apologize for last night. You're going to say, what are you talking about? And I'm going to go, that's all I needed to hear. And I will walk away. <laughs> I, I'm unsure. I, I, I just, I, I knew I should be. I figured I I'd felt, just cover it, it my bases. I felt like I should. See, I thought, I, thought, yeah, I thought you had an opportunity there to, to go with another joke. Like, and then, then there are some of you that I've met several times. And I guarantee I will offend you. <laughs> well, you know what? You interrupted, but it's cool. Way to, uh, way to ruin my... Well, my you slow rolled play. it, so that's what you get. No. Super didn't, you know. I, this was this was really more of a monologue, not an audience participation. Wait, you know so what? hold on. That's... You know, Mark is the only one that gets monologues on these on this show. Come yes, on. and, and you know what they are. So that's the difference. If I take dramatic pauses like this fucker's doing, then you should interrupt me. It's not the 360 Vegas Tony podcast. It's the 360 Vegas podcast. And we that's all know who that is. I don't. I don't really understand how that clarifies. Like, I'm not 360 Vegas. Yes, you are. I'm. I'm. I'm Mark. No, you're not. You, are 360 you don't Vegas. ever use 360 Vegas, Mark. Never, ever. Uh, oh, oh, well, well, I mean, there's that, yeah. Oh, oh, oh so, I mean, it's just... Mm, mm-hmm, I, I didn't realize we were identifying ourselves as Twitter handles. I didn't That's realize not, we had reduced ourselves to that. When is the last time you've gotten a 360 Vegas Mark tweet? When? When? What, what do you mean? When, when have I received it? When's the last it? time you've ever had 360 Vegas Mark reach out to you? Well, all of our listener... T- all of our listener, uh, for, for the record, all of our our, our, our listener fan chat or, or whatever. Yeah, in there, you're 360 yeah. Vegas Mark. It's fun when you stutter. I'm 360 Vegas Mark in there. This guy. Boys. He's fired. Boys, stop He's fighting. Fiery. Stop fighting. I like this tone. Guys, I'm in such a good mood, and I mean such a good mood for next weekend. Yeah. I can barely contain myself between, like, just the, the tweets on, that are going on on Twitter just building up to it everything is coming up millhouse right now <laughs> I, I love it i love it i love it and i'm going to make an ass of myself and i apologize ahead of time but, i will offend you but you are going to have the best time doing it. you will have the best time you'll be like i cannot believe that guy is such a jack wagon and i still had such a good time oh you did that on purpose take us out you son of a bitch that's going to do it for episode number 268. If you would... Uh... <laughs> he immediately went rogue. Immediately went rogue. <laughs> I'm just going to read the words on the paper. That's a good idea. Read, go slowly. To make, make sure you have to... I'll edit it there. together so it doesn't sound like you took as much you time as did. You kid, but I swear when I tell people that, are, that come out to these Vegas vacations, they're like, oh, no, this... 
this is Tony. Like, like they introduced me to their random blackjack dealer. <laughs> this is Tony. He's the co-host of a wildly popular podcast called 360 Vegas. And I, I might be taking some liberties with, you know, the grandiose aspect. But I say, no, 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 no. I am not a co-host of a wildly successful podcast. I am a guy that gets drunk and shows up and reads poorly Price the words read. on a piece of paper that Mark gives him. I, that's that's that, that's not true. That, that is not. You're true. minimizing your role in this yeah, you, because, uh, in all honesty, Tony, people have heard shows where it's just Mark and I, and it's just not the same. We need you there. You you are a part of this. We, we well, that's a, just because he's right able now. to diffuse mom and dad fighting. Well, that's <laughs> that's where that's where really people. Good at they're it. like they're like yeah. Can we like I I. It's funny when you guys do it a little bit, not when it's the entire when show. We have, we have nothing else to break up in there. We just get madder and madder at each other. You're an asshole. I know the you're tension, like going, move on to the next story. Like going, just, guys, just go. Just guys, go. You're, you're worthless right now. God, you guys are great. Oh, no, you're oh. an asshole. Right. <laughs> I love it. Every time you stroke my ego, an angel masturbates on my face. <laughs> Welcome, 360 Vegas Sony. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you, oh, hold if on, you hold like on. I gotta interrupt you. I literally just got this karma donation from Phil States. It says shit. Probably too late for recording the last show, but I got the karma donation in spirit. I was going to say I had to get a royal flush in order for it to come true. Looking forward to hanging out with everyone next week. Boom! Ha! Last second you live in, recording. Phil. Live fucking recording. You, you made got it, it in. in. Well done, Phil. Which is funny because he was the guy that sponsored the Dad's Hat Pennsylvania Straight Rye Whiskey. He, and, and, and we brought it. We brought it full circle. Full circle now, now you have to close it out right here. Now you have to. I, I can't say that just because you give me free alcohol, we will, you know, proverbially blow you. But I mean, it's it's worth a shot, really. It's worth a shot. <laughs> or several, which Tony apparently has had. <laughs> right in my mouth. If you'd like to check out any of today's stories. You can do so on the blog. It is 360VegasPodcast.com. You can get premium and exclusive content when you subscribe to our show, which is Patreon.com slash 360Vegas. You can support the show by purchasing things from our affiliates, such as Amazon.com, Earth Limos, or just make a PayPal donation. Of course, you can buy merchandise from our store. It's Zazzle.com slash 360Vegas. Or help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes. If you'd like to send us some feedback, written or audio, you can do so at 360VegasPodcast at gmail.com. Tony, where can folks find you? I am at 360VegasTony. Karen. I'm at Karen Mark. We just told you where you can find me, so until next time. Yeah.